You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. This is Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at BuffaloRumblings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. We are less than a week away from the start of NFL free agency, and as such, our entire show today is going to focus on that. As always, you can leave your questions for us at 716-508-0405. Tweet us at Rumblings Q&A with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can Facebook message or Instagram message the official Buffalo Rumblings account, and they will get to me. Lots of ways to get in touch with our show. Please take advantage of those. Uh, email us, buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. Next week, we are planning on doing a live episode on Tuesday night, the 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the Buffalo Rumblings YouTube channel for our first live YouTube show over there in quite some time. Uh, my first in like, I don't know, seven or eight years. I used to do a weekly show uh, over on YouTube, but I haven't done that in a while. But we're relaunching the YouTube channel. Uh, Joe Miller uh, is doing his overreaction podcast on there, and he had a live show this week, and I'll have another one on Sunday night. Um, there's going to be shows with uh, Jay Spence the King um, and uh, me and a couple other folks over on the YouTube page next week, so make sure you go and check that out. We'll have more information over at buffalorumblings.com for you. But Let's get to our first question of the week. It comes from Instagram, where Batman 17 says, Strengthening both sides of the line, re-signing or finding a replacement for Milano, and do we have a number one tight end? Those are the things that are on my mind. So, um, yeah, we're going to get to that here in a second, L Batman. Uh, so uh, let's get into it. Um, so I have written out my entire Buffalo Rumblings off-season plan for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you can find it on buffalorumblings.com as soon as this podcast goes live. And it's a step-by-step breakdown of what I think the Bills should do this off-season. The first thing that we have to do uh, in this offseason is clear some cap space. The Buffalo Bills are right up against the salary cap, either a million over or a million under or right around there, depending on where it it's going to uh, eventually land unless it lands like significantly higher than most people are expecting. So I'm going to create some cap space uh, with four releases. I'm going to release John Brown to save $8 million in cap space. Uh, Quentin Jefferson to save six and a half million. Vernon Butler to save 6.8 million and Lee Smith to save 2.25 million. Then I'm going to do some simple contract restructures, turning unguaranteed base salary money into new signing bonus money for several players. Jordan Poyer uh, is going to clear $2.5 million. Uh, A.J. Klein is going to clear $2.3 million. Cole Beasley is going to clear $2 million. And Stefan Diggs is going to clear $7 million. So 
then we have to go through the tagging process. I'm not going to franchise tag Matt Milano. I'm going to pick up the fifth-year option for Tremaine Edmonds and Josh Allen. Uh, both of those won't affect the 2021 salary cap at all. Those are for 2022. And then I'm going to put a restricted free agent tag on Levi Wallace at $2.133 million. He's my cornerback, two until otherwise determined. Then step three, are to look at some contract extensions for folks currently on the roster. Uh, Jerry Hughes is going to get a one-year extension from me. I'm going to convert $5 million of his current base salary and his upcoming uh, million-dollar roster bonus into a brand-new signing bonus for that contract and spread $3 million of his 2021 salary cap number into 2022 uh, and give him some guaranteed money in 2022 um, on a one-year deal worth about $10 million, one extent, a one-year extension worth $10 million. I'm also going to give a contract extension to Reed Ferguson, who's entering the final year of his deal. Um, I've got no problem making him the highest paid long snapper in the league at $1.225 million. That's only a couple hundred thousand dollars more than the league minimum for him. So it's not like you know, I'm, I'm really hurting um, my salary cap position by extending him indefinitely for the next couple seasons. Then we're going to identify some of our problem areas. Um, for me, the largest holes are on the offensive line. Uh, we don't know what one of those offensive guard positions is going to look like, and we don't have a right tackle right now. Um, I also want to upgrade at backup quarterback over Matt Barkley. And I need a veteran tight end now that uh, Tyler Croft is leaving and Lee Smith uh, is a, is gone as well. On defense, I want to revamp the entire defensive line and the pass rush, but I also have that huge hole at linebacker with Matt Milano leaving, and I need another option at cornerback other than Levi Wallace. So what I did in those first four steps is I created about $40 million in salary cap space by doing those restructures and um, cutting some of the, the dead weight. Um, I spent two just over $2 million on Levi Wallace. So I have about $38 million to attack the free agent market. And I'm looking to fill every hole on the roster before free agency starts so I can head into the draft, um, being able to have some flexibility and not be able to be locked in on certain players. When we come back from the break, I'm going to go into how I'm going to spend that free agency money and how I'm going to attack adding players this offseason. Don't go anywhere. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 
Twenty-nine.com. All right, welcome back. And now that we created thirty-eight million dollars in space, it's time to spend some of that thirty-eight million dollars. And the first place I'm looking is at a pass rusher, and I'm willing to go up to about twelve million dollars for that. Um, the Bills lost out on the JJ Watt sweepstakes because they were unwilling to pay him fifteen and a half million dollars a year. I think a much more reasonable dollar figure is somewhere in the eight to twelve million dollar range. Um, Carl Lawson has been getting a lot of play for the Buffalo Bills. He you know, probably average like $9 million, $10 million a season. Um, so if I go up to $12 million, I know I can get Lawson or another really good pass rusher. And I think that's what separates the Bills from some of the other teams in the NFL. And you saw what the Chiefs were able to do to the Bills in the AFC Championship game. They were able to generate pressure on Josh Allen and stop the Bills' running game. And Buffalo was not able to do that to the Chiefs. So I'm going to like just stash away $12 million of my new salary cap space for a pass rusher. I'm going to prioritize signing Ryan Fitzpatrick to a $5 million deal um, to be my backup quarterback. I think he's an upgrade over Matt Barkley. I'm going to sign a veteran guard in the Quentin Spain, Jordan Mills, Brian Winters, former starter kind of echelon at around $3 million a season. Um, hopefully it's a guy that can outperform his contract like John Feliciano did uh, over the last couple of years, um, even like Spain did in his first season with the Bills. So I'm, I'm looking for one of those kind of buy low, hopefully get a good return on uh, veteran guards. I'm looking to sign a veteran tight end at around 5 to $6 million. It's still going to save me money off of the combined cap hit of Tyler Croft and Lee Smith, uh, but it, it could also be an upgrade. And it's not necessarily to replace Dawson Knox. Um, it's just to complement him, and um, they can both you know, get significant snaps. With you know, Croft and Smith, typically one was inactive on game day and one was active. And so if I can get one player that can just play the tight end role, um, I'd rather have that. I'm going to sign Corey Bajorquez to a three-year deal. Uh, his capital will only be $1.62 million, which is only about 600000 more than uh, the veteran minimum uh, for a player at his level of experience. So, um, you know, if, if you want to RFA him, give him a restrictive free agent tender, it's $2.1 million. Um, I'd rather sign him for $1.62 million in 2021. Um, and then I'm going to re-sign five other players to minimum deals or near minimum deals for one year. Ty Insecki, um and Ike Bucker are going to be my baselines at right tackle and right guard. Um, both of them making the veteran minimum. I'm going to re-sign Isaiah McKenzie to the veteran minimum. I'm going to re-sign Andre Roberts to a nice deal, like $1.5 million, a little bit above veteran minimum. Um, and then Dean Marlowe at $1.5 million as well to be my you know backup safety. Uh, they seem comfortable with all five of those players. Um, I, looking around the NFL, those are about the deals that those guys are going to sign, especially with the COVID um, salary cap being lower than you would traditionally expect you know so i can out all those guys five guys for you know less than five million dollars on my salary cap so works for me or right around five million dollars on my salary cap again that's just creating a baseline so that i can go into the nfl draft and pick best available player now i think the biggest hole going into 
the draft with those players I just mentioned is an offensive tackle and cornerback and linebacker. So those are the three places I'm putting a priority on. Um, I have a feeling that the Bills can handle uh, the nickel linebacker situation uh, with A.J. Klein and Tremaine Edmonds. They were able to do it for a big chunk of the 2020 season. So I'm really going to prioritize offensive tackle in the first round and cornerback in the second round. Um, I need a guy that can compete with Levi Wallace, and I need a guy that can compete with Ty Insecki. That's I don't even know if Ty Insecki could last an entire season at this stage in his career. So we need to prioritize that offensive tackle in the first round of the NFL draft. And I don't like going in with a hole that big, but I think that's just kind of where we're at because of the COVID salary cap. Uh, in the middle rounds, the Bills need to add another pass rusher and another offensive guard to, to get into those competitions. And then later in the draft, a running back, wide receiver, another linebacker, another pass rusher, and a, a defensive tackle. I don't care if it's a three-tech or a one-tech. They just need to start stacking bodies at, at those positions. And uh, I would love to see some later round depth there. So at the end of the day, the Bills have Deion Dawkins, Cody Ford, Mitch Morse, Ike Bucker, and Ty Insecki is their you know, bargain basement offensive line, but I also added an offensive guard in free agency and you know, an offensive tackle in the first round of the NFL draft to hopefully solidify um, those positions. Um, I'm bringing back all the key pieces of my 2020 offense, um, except John Brown, who is going to be replaced essentially by Gabriel Davis. Isaiah Hodgins is going to step into that uh, roster spot uh, where he was on injured reserve last year. You got a little bit more maybe from I Isaiah McKenzie as well. And um, and then you have that t veteran tight end to step in for Tyler Croft and Lee Smith. Plus, you've upgraded a backup quarterback. So you have, I mean, there's still questions on the offensive line. Please don't get me wrong. But you have to choose where, you know, some stuff happens and, I mean, I guess I have to go with the offensive line in this particular case. Um, if you would prefer to spend $5 million on, say, a right tackle and then draft your offensive guard in the first round instead or draft somewhere else later, that's fine. But you're going to sacrifice something at that tight end spot. And I'm not ready to just be like, yeah, Dawson Knox, you're the unquestioned starter and, you know, have, you know, a bargain basement tight end as the other tight end on their roster when they used they didn't use a ton of two tight ends, but they used two tight ends, if that makes sense. They they rotated guys in. They didn't use them at the same time. On defense, uh, we improved the pass rush with that big free agent signing to pair with Jerry Hughes. Um, Starla Tudelay's back. Ed Oliver's there. Um, A.J. Epinesa and Mario Addison are your backups. And Daryl Johnson's your, your fifth defensive end. Harrison Phillips and Justin Zimmer are your backups at defensive tackle. Again, I really wish I could add some more depth there as well. Um, but at cornerback, you've got Levi Wallace and Tredavious White as your same starters, but then also Dane Jackson and Cam Lewis um, are potentially ready to step into larger roles. And I'm adding a corner, a young cornerback in the you know second or third round of the NFL draft. Um, there is a downgrade at linebacker. Matt Milano is very good, and I'm replacing him with A.J. Klein and a rookie. So it's there's going to be a step back there. Uh, but as we saw in the AFC Championship game and for large chunks of the season when Matt Milano was injured, I don't know if it's going to matter too much. They need a pass rush in order to be able to be disruptive um, to opposing quarterbacks. The safety stay pretty much exactly the same. Uh, special teams are all set to return uh, with uh, your returner, punter, kicker, long snapper. Uh, plus, you get to keep 
uh, McKenzie, your backup returner, and all your core special teams players, they're all set there. And then um, there's still a few million dollars. There's like three or four million dollars in this scenario that you can work with if you wanted to add another body on the offensive line, if you wanted to add another cornerback in free agency. But this is how I would prioritize it. Um, I think it's tough. Um, you know, I'm prioritizing pass rush above pretty much everything else. I'm prioritizing a an upgrade at, at backup quarterback over an upgrade on depth at the offensive line. And I get that there, but uh, I just think that there's money positions and backup quarterback with Josh Allen as your quarterback and a pass rusher are the two biggest money positions the Bills can use to add to their roster at this offseason. So please go to buffalorumblings.com and argue with me. Um, go through all of that with a fine-tooth comb and put that into the comments section over at buffalorumblings.com. Like I said, next week I'm going to be live on Tuesday night, the 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so you can come and ask me my questions live over on YouTube. Um, we have live shows on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week as free agency opens. Uh, it's going to be just a huge launch, relaunch of our YouTube channel uh, at Buffalo Rumblings. So go over to YouTube.com right now, search Buffalo Rumblings, and then click that subscribe button, uh, as the kids all say. Um, I don't know about you guys, but my kids are watching YouTube more than they watch anything else. And I always hear people talk about smashing the subscribe button, so you should go do that over at Buffalo Rumblings. All right, thanks for tuning in for this week's episode, and go Bills! More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, mom. No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.